Welcome back to another episode of As the Drum Turns. I'm Laura Smith, and I'm here with Jeff Hollingshead in downtown Nashville. (laughs) How are you doing, Jeff? Doing good, doing good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing awesome. Hey, tell me a little bit about where you've been this week and uh, what you've been up to. Yeah, sure. We uh, I was in uh, Tallahassee, Florida this week. Spent a, a, a day and a little over a day there, and then then uh, over to Panama City, um, Fort Walton Beach, Panama City, Port St. Joe, just all around that that whole area. So a busy couple a busy couple of days earlier this week, and so you got to see what Sam Pickenpaw and seen Sam and all the guys, and then uh, Kevin Harrington and Kevin all Harrington. his his folks and. Everyone uh, was was doing really really well. You know, Tallahassee made a lot of improvements to our capital circle plan. I appreciate all the guys and their efforts. And you know, the plant looks great. Uh, we did our big office remodel there, and could you know get everybody under one roof and make it more collaborative and and be able to you know kind of move away from some of the trailers that we acquired and, and get into a physical building, which is looks great. And so really really happy with the progress that we've we've made there and operators there and appreciate all those guys we had a actually had a breakfast with one of our bigger customers tyler and i did uh that tuesday or early tuesday morning and he was uh could sing him singing those guys praises you know mm-hmm. just elated with how well the service was and how uh you know how we were doing in the market so that's always you know good to hear good yes and customers are happy and our plans kind of paying off when we first went in that market We've we've acquired uh, two different players in the market, and we ended up acquiring one plant that was shut down. But uh, actually, three players, and then one plant that was shut down. But is this recently? Uh, over the period, you know, that was our first entry was Midway, Florida, into the uh, that Tallahassee market, mm-hmm. and and that's been I don't know three or four years ago it was the first plant we bought in Florida. Yeah. And so we've really have took that. Uh, ruled by the horns there and and have significant market share in the market where we're we're running you know 50 plus trucks in Tallahassee and our closest competitors running six or seven so uh, we've done good and those guys have have done a great job all of them uh, to to head it in the right direction to run it like you know like we like running a ready mix yeah so it worked out worked out well and then now Went over to Panama City, spent the days with those guys, and that's another great example of a market that the guys really just bought into our culture and what we want to do. And then we've made big investments into the market. I think we've put 25 or so new trucks in in that Panama City market and Panama City Beach market, and we've we've done a good job, you know. But we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, we're really really good, but how do we get really great, you know? And when anybody calls. We're just same day service and never, you know, not running behind and just really differentiating ourselves from our competition. And so we've done a good job to get to where we're at today, but I'm really excited about where we're headed. So while we were there, you know, we discussed putting another plant up. So I got a, got a plant headed that way. Got another plant that we're greenfielding in uh, Port St. Joe there. So we're working on putting that plant up. I work, you know, got a, another small company bought uh, in close, fairly close proximity. So we're working our, our way around that Gulf Coast region. And I think there's an opportunity for somebody that 
it gets up early and stays late to, to work you know, work really hard mm-hmm. to, to pick up a significant market share in those markets. So all in all, a great, great visit. And, you know, we also, we just acquired a, a sand pit there in Panama City too. So we bought Lamar Sites and his sand pit and he's still mm-hmm. with us. And this guy is a, he's character. Lamar's a, a hoot, but he's, he's 80 years old. Oh, wow. And I think he could, uh, he can hang in there with the best of them. Awesome. He's still running the pit for us, and uh, he does does a great job. So we we appreciate having him and his guys, and and uh, just look forward to continuing to grow in that market. Well, it sounds like we need to take the podcast on a little road trip yeah. down to Panama City and go meet Lamar and uh, go see the Gulf beaches. Uh, those are my favorite. <laughs> you just let me know when you're, you and your family is ready and we'll go make it happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, tell me a little bit about what's on your mind today. Yeah, we, you know, I read a quote recently by Henry Ford. It says, the only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. And I think that's really true. And we have got to learn from our mistakes. It's not that we make, it's not that we never make mistakes. We do. You know, that's part of life. It's part of what we do every week where there's mistakes that are made, but we have to learn from them and get better by them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this week we had an issue that we, you know, fat fingered an order. We put, instead of 1% retarder, we put 11% retarder. Okay. Our batch guy didn't catch it. So the concrete sat there for a couple of days. We tried to save it, just didn't work out. We got to go tear it out. Had a, another issue where we were supposed to send a truck to a plant to help them for our early Monday morning pour, but our plant manager forgot to send the truck that morning. So we, we gapped the customer and, and created a code joint because of, you know, it was in a rural market and they really needed that truck. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we make two, two mistakes mm-hmm. cost, you know, collectively, it's probably going to cost $10,000. And it's not so much a mistake that's aggravating because we're going to make mistakes, but we have to learn from them. You know, learn to double check orders when we're putting them in. Learn to make sure as batch guys we're paying attention to what we're weighing up. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as plant managers, if someone calls and needs a truck, you commit to doing it. There's no backing up. You've got to take care and make sure that, you know, that person on the other end, the receiving end, is depending on that operator to show up and be there on time and, right. and be ready to roll. So, or otherwise you have an issue. So, you know, mistakes is a, is a part of it. Part of our business is part of every business. But how do we how do we fix them, you know, and how do we learn from them? Right, right. Can you tell me about maybe a time when you learned from your own mistakes? There's been a lot of, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes uh, throughout my life. Maybe recently. Tell me about it. I'll tell, tell you the one that I probably learned the most. Uh, there's a couple, but there's one that I that really sticks out of my mind. I was probably, I was probably about 19 years old, and I was running the finishing crew, finishing company. Mm-hmm. And and I went and bid a commercial job in Smyrna. <clears throat> it, was, it was about... It was an elevated floor, so it's twenty thousand square feet. The, the foundation was ten thousand, and the next the next level would be ten thousand. But so I bid it and got the job. The day that we poured, went out there with the guys, you know, poured it with them, mm-hmm. and and you know, rotted every inch of it. Me and Rodney, we, we mm-hmm. ran the rod board, got done, mopped it up. I left, went to the went to the office, had other stuff to do. <clears throat> and and those guys finished it 
I put air in the concrete. It was finished concrete. We used to finish a bunch of concrete with air. Really never had much issue, but it had air in it. And I was young and, you know, didn't, didn't really, didn't know better. And, and so anyway, Rodney and I went out the next day and we popped lines and we could hear the delamination in, in the concrete, the whole mm-hmm. top. It really wasn't showing it yet, but we knew it was coming. Right. It wasn't, but a few hours later, the guy that we were working for was the owner that was building the building. He called me and I'll tell you, the next six months of my life really sucked. I mean, literally months of dealing with this guy. <laughs> and it was terrible. I got, I, I had a nightmare about this guy. Oh my. Uh, you know, so I ended up, <laughs> we didn't fix it until after they built the building. And so he built the building. He was going to put, you know, it's, it's a warehouse. He's putting pallets on it. By the time we were done, you could have parked, you could have parked Ferraris and Maseratis on this mm-hmm. thing. We, I had to get experts in there. I had to get a sandblaster. So we sandblasted the whole floor. You know, we were just going to go in and, and resurface it and try to fix it the way we have always fixed floors that we messed up. Yes. With, with, we call it blue bag. Okay. So we were going to blue bag it, and that was it, and be done. And 99% of people would have been fine with that, but this guy was the 1%. And so I had to go and sandblast the floor, and then had to pay a company to come epoxy it, and had to just deal with all this <laughs> nightmare. It's literally yes, nightmare. yes. And and throughout the whole process, my dad, you know, I'm 19 years old. My dad never stepped foot on the prop on the property, not one time. I'd call him, I'd talk to him, and he never one time got involved through the whole process. It ended up costing <laughs> at least. It probably I can't remember. I think it's one hundred eighty, two hundred thousand dollars. What it costs yeah. to fix it, and it's all said and oh, done. Boy. But the reason he didn't, it's not because he was, you know, tied up. It was just because he was trying to. I was learning from a mistake, mm-hmm. and he was good enough to to teach me. Mm-hmm. You know, teach me from that mistake. And I tell you, I learned so much from that on how to handle people, how to handle people that are unreasonable. You know, this guy was unreasonable. It was tough. He talked down to me. He thought I was a kid, and I was. <laughs> but you know, I did. I did my best. I put my head down and just kept fun, working through mm-hmm. it. And I, and that's what we did. And he ended up with the, the most beautiful floor I've ever seen in my life. Right. And I, I learned a lot and gained a lot of experience. So again, it's not about mistakes. Uh, it's about how we learn from them. And I learned that you know, hey, if we're going to slick finish, we're finishing. No air concrete. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then if you know after. We're gonna make sure we let it bleed, you know, let it lay there and let that concrete bleed, and and not let you know not let the lamination happen again. And from that point on, I've never had that problem again. And I, you know, and you learn so much. I spent so much of my early when I was a kid and teenager and young adult finishing concrete that it's helped me. You know, it's helped me now uh, understand concrete better and and have a really a finisher's perspective as opposed to just a you know a scientific perspective of mm-hmm. what concrete should or shouldn't do because it is different it's there's an art to concrete mm-hmm. that people don't realize and if you don't have that artistic flair to it then then you know you're not very successful either so you know it, it's a mixture and i think for us as we grow as a company we need to realize that you know yes we're gonna make mistakes no we're not going to make them two times in a row yeah we're going to have contingency plans Okay. You know, how do we, I, I was talking to, to Tommy Chairs this week and um, 
we talked about an, an issue up an air compressor went down in, at Lake City, and we you couldn't rent one. Couldn't I mean we just we were out of luck for two and a half hours. We gapped a customer. We couldn't batch any concrete. We were just dead in the water. Yeah. So we talked about you know let's not ever let this happen again. You know let's go let's get another compressor. Let's have a contingency plan. You know if if a plant's out on the island or you know if this ha- happens or that happens, what are we going to do? If something goes wrong and we're in the middle of a pour, we're in the middle of our day, you know, we have to be customer centric and so and plan ahead to when things or what could happen. That's right. We have really locally have spent an incredible amount of time and money to create this this environment of of contingency planning. You know, where if a plant breaks, I'll fire, you know, I got another plant. Yeah. If that plant breaks, I got another plant. If I don't have micro here, I've got micro there and there. If I don't have uh, this compressor goes out, I got that compressor. I mean, we've got so many different things in which we can get a plant and, and customers never know we have a problem. That's what we do. You know, that's, that's how we got to where we are. And you say, well, why do you care so much? We're offering great service and a great product that's all we have to offer people are paying a premium nine times out of ten they're paying us more money than they do our competition if we're going to be like those sorry jack licks then <laughs> they're not going to pay us anymore you know right. we're not that why why pay us yeah. more if we're no better mm-hmm. we have to be extraordinarily better and so by doing so being better we've all got this this idea and this culture of how do we improve how do we plan ahead? How do we contingency plan? How do we not make the same mistake again? If we're all thinking towards that, we got a good backup plan. Then I think that's I think that's what we need to do. You know, I think I think we'll benefit from that, and I think our customers will be cognizant of that. And that's what we sell them. Mm-hmm. You know, we sit in front of them, we sell them, we sell them on the fact that we got all these great products, and service, and no one can touch us, and it's the best there ever was. That all sounds good, and man, we can make them believe it for a little while, but if you get on that job and the pump's running dry, and slumps are terrible, QC's not on time, but plant breaks down, then really are we, you know, are we coming through like we should. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- those are the things that we gotta be focused on, be cognizant of, and let's keep getting better. I also wanted to, to mention you know, earlier this week we had one of our operators, uh, whose, whose name was Dale Ruhu in Jacksonville, Florida. He had a massive, massive heart attack at the dispatch office, and uh, he, he, the guys, our dispatch team there, really just jumped into action. Brian McKinney, Keith Mixon, James, and McKinney, Chris, uh, they all jumped in and started. Lee Brian and Keith, you know, led the efforts in doing CPR on Dale and James and Chris assisted where the, where they could and mm-hmm. you know we just really really appreciate those guys for just springing in action the way that they did and and uh, you know Dale didn't have a, a pulse there and they were able to get them get them back uh, get them back yeah. and while they were waiting on the paramedics and unfortunately uh, you know. Dale's situation looks very, very dire, mm-hmm. and uh, so we, we really just need to lift lift Dale's family up in prayer uh, during this this time. And uh, you know, I just wanted to also 
you know, recognize those guys. I, I appreciate right. them. I know it's extremely tough yeah. uh, when you go through something like that and, and have something ha- hit you so close to home. And, and I know it's got to be extremely tough for this family that's facing and fighting something uh, that they didn't expect. They, so, yeah, uh, they didn't know they were going to wake up that day and have to hear that news. No, it's 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 incredible, uh, incredible. Yeah, and, you know, I also had someone here in our office lose their father unexpected this week, and it's just you know life's so short, and you just don't know, uh, you know, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't right. know what every day holds, and tell people you just got to know who holds tomorrow. And right. you know, I think. I think that's most important. But anyway, I just thank you to those mm-hmm. folks, and I appreciate them and uh, appreciate their efforts. Right. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, that's just part of being the SRM family is being able to pray for one another and um, and check in on one another. No doubt. So, all right. We'll remember uh, Dale's family in our prayers. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Jeff, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.